But please be nice to me because I'm very sensitive today. Okay. Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, the heart of Arlington County. Here we are in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 128 of Pace the Nation, alongside me to get us through this episode. To my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Have you been down Jackson Street lately? Uh, Jackson Street's over in Clarendon. I uh, probably haven't been down at that I can remember. I may have been not not really realizing. Uh, why? What? What? What about Jackson Street? I would say that Jackson Street is the real heart of Clarendon right now. Um, <laughs> How like, do you define that? Well, it's define? it's Halloween season, one of my favorite holidays, right. and that street in particular has so many houses that really go all in for Halloween. Now, how do you? How did you uh, figure this out? Well, you're, you're you live in DC. I mean, you've worked. You you manage the Clarendon store for a while, so yeah. You were plugged in with Clarendon a little bit, but... It was really Waze. Like, Waze really helped me out. Uh, They just Ah. kept directing me to Jackson Street when I was trying to find a faster way home. And then I drove down and saw all the Halloween decorations. Uh, Very good. We'll have to check that out. I have to bring my son out to Jackson Street, obviously. All right, let's bring in our other co-host to my left, of course. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? You know how there's uh, settings on Waze... Uh, where you find gas stations mm-hmm. yep. or avoid major highways. Joanna has <laughs> Halloween decorations <laughs> checked on her app. That would be pretty cool, actually. That's not a bad idea <laughs> to yeah. uh, for ways to program. And if you want to see great Halloween decorations, right? Uh, they go head directly to Jackson Street. Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking of ways, look what I found today at the container store. A- another... It's spelled B-I-N-Z. Bins. Bins. Yeah. yeah. So there's bins and there's ways and what's the other one? Lift. Lift. And planes. And planes. planes. That's right. Yeah. Well, planes I don't think is a real thing. That's Not what yet. we're. That's what we're yeah. developing. Yeah. That's, that's very and true. I, I think as kind of a, a pivot um, yeah. with our planes idea, mm-hmm. which which hasn't gotten off the ground, uh, <laughs> but but we have. We have planes. We've already uh, registered the URL. <laughs> right. So let's just make that a Halloween app. All right. <laughs> okay. What was that? Like the, the dancing bears thing? Was that the... Uh, was? Oh, right. Yeah. The, what is it called, Joanna? The investigation bears. Uh, fancy bears. Fancy, fancy bears. bears. Fancy yeah. bears. All right. Gotcha. All right. Big show to get to today, guys. Uh, today in studio, we will have editor-in-chief of Run Washington, Charlie Band. And usually when we have Charlie on, it's kind of a throwaway guest because there's nothing else going on so wow (laughs) so we have to plug him in i I don't think you you call it a a throwaway guest it's it's kind of like um he's always on standby yeah yeah yeah, we break the glass and and couldn't get a guest this week charlie out (laughs) in case of emergency uh no i'm I'm giving charlie a hard time excited to have him on uh a lot to talk about marine corps marathon happened last weekend and some controversy that Charlie, I think, helped unearth. So we're going to talk to him uh, about Marine Corps. And he did a great job reporting on Marine Corps, so excited to have him in studio. He's not just a 
uh, stand-in guest. He is truly a, a good guest for this week. Uh, for this week only. Oh, this week only. Yeah. The other times we have him in studio, yeah. because this is like his third or fourth time in. Uh, so, so we're going to have Charlie in. We'll also talk to him about uh, some of his articles showing up in other running mainstream media. We also appeared in another mainstream media pace the nation appeared in another mainstream running media outlet boring so we'll talk so that's just so typical talk talk about that um we got the where are they now segment uh docs is going to update us on what a uh former guest is up to uh joanna was at the marathon uh, so mm-hmm. we want to get her her update. I believe you were with Charlie as well. I was. So, that's accurate. So you can maybe update us when Charlie's here in studio. Uh, we also want to get Dox's update from his weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a big weekend and uh, for a big show. I've got uh, some some in the news stuff from the Baltimore Marathon as well. Right, right. Uh, before we get into all that, uh, Joanna, I see you got a haircut. I did get a haircut. Like what? 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 You kind of got like. The back of your head shape, like what's going on? Is how does, how like, do you know that, Farley? Well, I, I, I believe it's it got a hair up. <laughs> it, it happened in our office today. Oh, because which, there's a mess. That's how you know. <laughs> you can't even tell. I vacuumed. Yeah, no, you can't tell. Uh, but it was like a whole. Uh, was it like a team? I wasn't here for it. I think I was at the home office. It, yeah, was, was it, it a team building exercise? Like, what was going on? Yeah, it was a team building exercise. Like, are you going through some sort of crisis? Like what? Like when Britney Spears shaved her head. <laughs> I mean, for that our was... listeners, I only shaved a little bit of. No, my it looks head. cool. Yeah. I actually, it's called it's called an undercut. Okay. Um, and you you see people also that have like the whole side of their hair done. Yeah. And I've always really wanted to do that, but I never felt like I was edgy enough. Yeah. Um, and especially working for the government, I just felt like it wasn't professional either. But I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no need to be professional at Pacers. That's so is this like in lieu of a tattoo? Like a lot of people would go out and she has tattoos. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Midlife crisis? No, you're not midlife. Maybe quarter, let's say. Quarter, <laughs> quarter life crisis? No. I'm it's a little just, past that, too. Just just something you wanted to do. Yeah, just something I really wanted to do. And now I know somebody that has clippers, so yeah. okay. um, it was just a little easier to get it done. But uh, I I had some folks at work at Pacers that wanted to help, so it just became yeah, a team like effort. like Chris and Lisa were like all into and it. Kelly, and yeah. Kelly was like psyched about it, so... Uh, now, for the listeners, she didn't like shave her head. I referenced Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Britney Spears like shaved her head, and she was going through a quarter life yeah. crisis. For yeah, sure. I'm not going this through anything rough. No, yeah. no, no. This isn't this isn't anything like that. I just there's like a, a small part of the back of your head, and there's a line there, um, which I think maybe the kids would think is cool. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. it's cool. Are you trying to? Are you trying to impress me and Farley? Or are you trying to impress kids? <laughs> Uh, she's trying to impress us. Let's be honest oh, here. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's cool. So it wasn't anything more than just something that you've wanted to do. Yeah, so, I'm okay. not not okay. not my 2007 Britney Spears. I would actually say this is like a really good part of my life. Okay, so good. everything's going well. Excellent. Well, Joanna, I think it's a good idea for you to do that uh, because I've always wanted to have a mohawk, but <laughs> if that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, Docs, you can still do it. I think. I can do a reverse. I'm working on a reverse mohawk. <laughs> it does feel really weird. I've never had such short hair before because I've always yeah. had a lot of hair, but it does feel weird. Yeah. But it's so much lighter because my hair is really heavy. Yeah. So now it's great. All right. Well, now just, I'm going to get faster. I, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, You're going to have to start running if you want right. to get faster. <laughs> yeah. One thing at a time. All right. All right. Well, that's that's very cool. Um, 
So, Docs, before we bring Charlie in, um, uh-huh. I wanted to talk about your your weekend. Um, you were not at the marathon. Yes, I uh, was. Oh, you were at the marathon. Yeah, okay. thanks a lot for nothing. Okay. okay, all right. So you were at the marathon. And, and uh, some people can corroborate that story. All right, so what, what else was going Such on? Such as executive and... producer Kathy Dalby. Okay, all right. Or social media extraordinaire Steve, Steve Lyko. Okay, so what else was going on this weekend? I had a big weekend. Yeah. I like how you're just giving me the two minutes before the guests show up to, to try to fit <laughs> well, you're in my whole weekend. Long winded, so we want uh-huh. to get it. Oh, yeah, squeeze. Yeah, Docs is long. Hey, would you like Would you like me to return this stone that you threw in your glass house? Um, no, go ahead, please. Tell Tell us what what was going on for the at the Docs household this weekend. I don't know because I was never home in the oh, okay. Docs household because I went down to Charlottesville um, and watched the UVA football game. You were the jinx, man. Well, okay, so but to, technically, I didn't watch the game because uh, former guest Brian Fetzer, Brian Fetzer, mm-hmm. uh, the director of track and field at the University of Virginia, hooked me up with uh, tickets in a suite. Nice. I never want to sit in the bleachers ever again. Thank That's you it. very yeah. much for spoiling me. Uh-huh. And so I just took advantage of access to other suites. And walked up and down the hall, went in. And it's great because you could tell that people didn't want you there, but nobody was aggressive enough to ask you to leave. So you could just <laughs> walk into every single suite. So who, who were these other people in these other suites? So it was a bunch of UVA track alumni in your suite. Who yes. were in these other suites? Yeah. They actually recognized the 1991 national champion UVA soccer team okay. in the first quarter. And they had their own suite. And so when I went in there, I was so pumped. And I have a, a couple friends who are on the coaching staff right now at UVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were cool about it. And I got to shake hands with the greatest American soccer player ever, Claudio Reyna. Nice. Which was a thrill. Thank you very much. Um, Good and, guy? Yeah, really nice. Very cool really guy. nice guy. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I saw Bruce Arena as well, who, mm-hmm. who is the greatest U.S. soccer coach ever, even though... Current U.S. No, he resigned. Nash? Oh, he did. He okay. resigned. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, despite despite the hiccups, he still goes down as the greatest U.S. soccer coach ever. So I saw him on Saturday. Okay. Had a great time at uh, UVA. They did get blown out. Right. I also went to RFK on Sunday after the marathon for the final DC United game at RFK Stadium. Saw Bruce Arena again. Really? Yeah. So because, you, and, you and Bruce have the yeah, same weekend plans. Same weekend. Nice. And also Richie Williams and Clint PA and A.J. Wood. and bunch uh, of UVA soccer bunch players. bunch of guys. Was at at uh, RFK, it was awesome. Before the game, they had an alumni game where all the old timers, like uh, including current coach Ben Olsen, uh, Christo Stoichkoff, Marco Echeverri, Jaime Moreno, uh, other old timers like 27 year old Freddie Adu, they they were playing in this uh, uh, DC United alumni game um, before, and that was really fun. Was Jaime Moreno there? You say Jaime Moreno was there. He, well, what did his hair look he, like? He, yeah, he was uh, regular hair, <laughs> not not okay. platinum blonde hair. Although uh, I I do want to know who picked the teams because they were lopsided. Ben Olsen's team was. Like dominating, which very surprise, you know, big surprise, whatever. But that that was pretty fun too to to watch all those guys. But DC United kind of missed the mark on it mm-hmm. because they opened the stadium up to fans, 
two hours, three hours before the game or, or, or a couple hours earlier, but they didn't have a very big attendance. And I, was, I, I thought that was a shame because it was so entertaining. It was so fun. It was so great to see all these legends out there. And then I realized, well, because you can't go back out, and everybody at the D.C. United game, they sit out in the parking lot and they drink and tailgate. And if you go in the stadium, you can't leave. Right. So you're kind of stuck there if you if you go in. Uh, for me, it was great. I you know because uh, I was working the game. But um, anyway, that that was really fun. And then uh, DC United played their final game. Uh, didn't go very well. Yeah. Uh, but final game at RFK. Let's let's right. let's be honest, guys. Uh, the results of those two games this weekend didn't matter. What was important was that I was I was. Uh, as Farley would say, what do you say? Rubbing elbows. Yeah. What, what was yep. your expression? Rubbing elbows. Yeah, rubbing elbows. Yeah, I, I was, use that often. I was I was rubbing elbows with with uh, the soccer world elite. It sounds with like. the soccer world yeah. elite two yeah. days in a row. Yeah. yeah. Which well, nobody cares except for me. But some just be happy for me <laughs> that's, for once. That's very cool. I I did see a lot of pictures of people like pulling seats out of RFK and bringing them home. Uh, for it, real? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, you you know what's funny. In in RFK, they have, you know, the ring where the suites are mm-hmm. or, or those seats. We we went in there and all those seats, the bleacher seats in those things are white and they have the L.A. Dodgers logo on the side. What? And apparently when they built the stadium, Jack Kent Cook got all these bleachers for, or, or these seats from the L.A. Dodgers. So I was telling my buddies, I was like, you know, what we could do is we could pull these seats out take them home, sell them on eBay as if they're from Dodger Stadium. Not a bad idea. If if the Dodgers win the World Series this year, that's a already you're going to make a ton of cash. Hmm. Wow. Well, you just told uh you just told our, our whole audience everybody's going to be who, line it over to RFK and Somebody who can seats. make it happen, yeah. hook me up with a little bit of a finder's fee. Well, I've got some fond memories of RFK. Um mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad to see RFK uh go away. Uh, mostly of the Washington football team playing there back when the fans were right on the field and the place rocked. So uh, sorry to see RFK go away, but uh, it'll be nice to have D.C. United over uh, near Navy Yard at Buzzard Point. Yeah, yeah, uh, Buzzard Point. I'm excited for the new stadium, uh, but I'm wondering, like, parking is going to be so limited. Yeah, parking and in Navy Yard is, is not tough. great. Yeah, and and uh, I don't know what they're gonna pl- do for the pregame. Do you think that they're gonna open up the the bullpen, which is where like the <laughs> Nationals? No, I'm serious. You know, like where the Nationals—that's what that yeah. area is called. But the, like for DC United, the the tailgating is such a big part Huge, of the experience. Right. Yeah, I I think that ta- the the uh, the bullpen goes away eventually. I think sooner than later. So I, I don't know For what real? they're, like yeah, they're going to turn that into. Development, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, cause you're right. Uh, those, that RFK is the, uh, the parking lots hopping before that's, the games. That's the, that's there's more doing. parking spots yeah. at RFK than in the rest of the district. <laughs> right. Right. Combined. Well, we're, uh, doing a, we're doing a beer mile for, uh, DC United. Um, I think next month. Yeah. Is that on November 19th, right? Yeah, so that's at RFK, and we're going to be out there timing the race. I know, Joanna, you were involved in a lot of kind of getting that organized, getting that off the ground, right? Yes. yes. It's another opportunity for people to do a beer mile. It's not yes. going to be super hot. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be a, a good closure to RFK, mm-hmm. run the beer mile on November 19th. It's it, uh, actually the way they opened RFK as well, <laughs> with a beer mile. Come full circle. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Well, 
I think that uh, we should make that a happy hour for our listeners. I think it's a great Oh, idea. that's a great yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, expect Pace and Nation to be there November 19th, DC United Beer Mile. Pacers running will be their timing. So yeah, let's make that a uh, event for with Pace and Nation as well. November 19th, come on out to the DC United Beer Mile. Let's close down RFK uh, in style. All right. Next up, guys, we have a guest who's been with us probably two or three other times on the show. He's the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. He was out there on Sunday at Marine Corps reporting. Uh, really did a great job uh, for Run Washington. It's Charlie Ban. He's joining us next here on Pace of Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs Joanna, we are excited to be joined by the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. He's been on with us many times before. It's Charlie Band. Charlie, thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Doing well. You've been busy, my man. Um, I think you've uh, probably worked the last, like, Six days in a row straight. This yeah, would you really, sleep at all? This you, is number 10. <laughs> oh, 10. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word <laughs> well days. to describe you right now. Yeah. Seem a so, little I mean, sick. that's just the standard answer you give, right? What is that? What is that? Like a, uh, it's not a canned response. It's just like. Boilerplate. Yeah, boilerplate. Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, but How here you doing? on Pace Nation, we want to get to the right. to the truth. <laughs> we do, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, it all started when I was born. <laughs> Not that far back to the truth, okay. but yeah, maybe just recently. Not the whole truth. Yeah. So just really busy recently. There's just a lot to do. This is the this is the this is the this is the meaty part of the season in the fall. <laughs> We've got cross country every Saturday, big road races yeah. most Sundays. Yeah. This week was uh uh, Montgomery County Championships yes. on Saturday. Yep. Marine Corps on Sunday. So there wasn't really much sleeping going on. Yeah. Can, can we take a quick uh, dive back into Farley thought that six days in a row? Like, <laughs> I, that's so weird. That, that first that would be like one additional day from a normal work week. No, I, I was thinking six days straight without sleeping because I was putting him back. So as we sit <laughs> okay. here on Wednesday, I was putting him back. Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday. It's a reverse list. Friday, Thursday. So I was putting. You sound him like Michael Cor- Corleone's first wife. Start- <laughs> <laughs> I was starting like Thursday, where the weekend was starting. So that's what I was thinking. Uh, Your we- and again, another reason why he thought six days in a row was a lot is because his weekends work start on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, all right. So you've been very busy. Is the point? As soon as I'm out of here, I'm taking these Ni- Nyquil and, and I'll, he's be, going to I'll be out by the time yeah. I get home. Well, Did, hopefully gonna, not before. Are you going to try to sleep on the metro? No, I'm yeah. just going to get an Uber and go go straight home. Go straight home. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us after you've done the six days of full twenty four seven work. Uh, busy weekend. Uh, you know, one of the biggest biggest weekends of the year for Run Washington. Uh, let's talk about um, let's let's talk about the marathon. Um, Somewhat controversial uh, is how I kind of described it before you came on. Um, and I think that you were the one who kind of unearthed what happened, right? So describe to us uh, what happened out there at the marathon. So you're the Woodward and Bernstein of this uh, <laughs> marathon controversy story? All rolled up into one. Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing to, thing to keep in mind is that it is the people's marathon. Yeah. So for, for most people, this wasn't a problem. Right. It, it really only affected a few people, but it, it was noticeable right. because uh, 
I was actually I was with Joanna. We were at uh, about mile two and a, one and a quarter, I guess, okay. in Roslyn, where you turn on to Lee Highway. Lee Highway, yep. We're waiting, waiting. At, it's, it started late because there was a sus- suspicious package somewhere on the course, and they so it starts that. ten minutes late. Ten but minutes that's late. That's not where the controversy no, really no. is. We're, right. We're just wondering when people are going to show up. Uh, we finally see some lead vehicles coming, and Joanna says, uh, "Kieran's out in the lead," and Kieran O'Connor from Arlington was. Sure enough, a few seconds later, I saw he was way out in the lead. He had nobody nearby him, and that surprised me because the few days before when I did my little pre-race interview with him, he said, uh, yeah, I'm going to wait a little while and not right. – he's not going to He's not gonna do anything crazy like that. And right. I've, I've never, never known him to be a, a risk-taker like that. Well, normally an elite field doesn't string out that early in a race right. either. I mean, this is like mile yeah. one. So this is mile one and a half, right, yeah. right in Roslyn. And, and so how far of a lead does he have at that point? 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Like wow. I, I counted from when he turned at Lee Highway. Okay, he had thirty seconds. Did you the next time day. it with a watch, or did you count it? I timed it with a watch. Oh, I, okay. I, I had, I had my GPS watch for when Joe and I were running around <laughs> to see how far I, I yeah. got when I, and I also had a, uh, a, re- a regular watch with no, uh, no auto stop or anything like that to, no to time specifically no, well, to time leads. Time, yeah. So, well, so. as as uh, we said, we're trying to get to the truth and uncover the truth on this show. That is one of our fundamental principles. I wasn't Absolutely. questioning you. No. I just wanted we to want to establish sure. the bases, yeah. the bases right. for my measurements here. Yeah. Right. So, had a regular watch to time that thirty second lead there. Wow. Next thing I know, I see we see the usual pack of a few army guys, a few other uh, elite runners, but I didn't see uh, Destin Markama or uh, Jeff Stein, who I who I knew were both running, and. A, about another, maybe even another minute in, I saw them both running through the pack of people and wondering, you know, what happened there was, at that time I thought maybe the, whatever caused the race to start late somehow affected all these guys getting to the line in time. So I wasn't sure if they had, if they had started at the front of the line, like most people do. And we might be dealing with a uh, chip time versus clock time, right. uh, gun time, uh, Although races like this go by uh, gun time, gun time. For, the, for the overall winners, uh, but you might still deal with a uh, debate for clock time versus chip time akin to electoral college victory versus uh, popular vote. <laughs> right. So what happened? So went through, uh, watched the race. We saw them at mile five, uh, 16, a uh, little bit after that in the finish. And oh, I guess not mile nine too. And his lead was consistently about, or consistently at least a minute ahead. Uh, we had him at, at one seventeen at mile nine, and then one forty seven at mile sixteen. And this is in front of Desta. Desta and okay. Stein, yeah. And they Stein. were they were chasing him, but who were the other local like favorites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, we we still have no idea what's going on. Although I was getting I was getting Desta and Kieran splits texted to me, and I didn't, and they. The times were consistent with the uh, their 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 progress in the race was consistent with the start times, so their chip times I, that that pretty much eliminated the chip time uh, issue for me. I I knew they started at the same time. So were they running the same pace at that point? Just that that the, the that just with chase the big gap was a minute and a half back. Yes. Or so. yeah. Okay. Wow. So the race is over. We're we're waiting at the finish line. We see uh, we see their splits coming in. I see Desta's taking the lead at forty k. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kieran's. At least not first. Uh, Desta wins in about uh, two twenty-five fourteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. A couple minutes later, a fellow named uh, Wesley Turner from Danville, Virginia, comes in second. Uh, about half a minute later, Kieran comes in. He's pretty exhausted from running out in lead for twenty-two miles. Wow. Uh, 
and I uh, start talking to the guys, and I, I usually talk to all three, uh, all three top finishers, see what their see what the story was for them. I was talking to Wes Turner, and almost offhandedly, he said, "Oh, we got lost at the start," hmm. and I was just like, "Wow, what what do you mean?" He said, "Yeah, about a mile, less than a mile in, we we went off this ramp, and there was a school bus, and we had to turn around. And we lost like half a minute." And I immediately said to Kieran, hey, I think you figured out what happened. Yeah. He was, Kieran was probably so exhausted. I <laughs> yeah. don't even know if he heard me at that right, point. I don't right. know what, I don't know what he knew at that point right. because they had been taken off the course when they finished and, you know, he had just rated, He had just run a marathon yeah. by himself for, in the, um, heat. In the yeah. heat. Yeah. And it Who, was probably about 103 degrees at that point. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I talked to, talked to Wes a little bit more. I actually caught up with him again just to go over the details okay. because it seemed, Amazing that this would happen. Uh, talked to another guy, a guy who was who finished fifth. Uh, he said the same thing. Yeah, we got a little we got a little lost early on, and I tried to get an idea what had happened. But both of these guys from out are from out of town. They didn't really know Rosalind Rosalind right. that well, and quite honestly, somebody from around here wouldn't know it too well either because they're usually driving on it. Right. So uh, right, and that's therein lies the problem. I uh, talked to Desta about it, and he's he doesn't have a great grasp for English, so having a uh, having an in depth conversation with him with details like that was difficult. Right. So, but he did say I I started back so far, I worked really hard to catch back up, mm-hmm. and I knew this you know, this this is something worth looking into. Uh, eventually, I uh, heard from a uh, heard from a friend of mine, Bert uh, Jacoby, who lives down in uh, Charlottesville. He said uh, that he thought somebody I'd Instagrammed about. Had uh, had not run the entire course, and I talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, I saw on, in the first mile, I saw him running down a, a ramp in Ro- in Roslyn, coming out of nowhere. He was the only person there." And I was like, "Well, he, I just checked his his place. He crossed the starting mat, so he's like, okay, he didn't cheat at least, but it right. was really weird to see him running by himself there." And eventually, I worked out that these guys must have taken a turn somewhere on on route 110 because it uh starts on starts on route 110 in in arlington you've got uh northbound lane southbound lane they're separated and i mean i've run it twice i think i stay i was on the left side both times just because well the first time i almost didn't make the start so it didn't matter second time i was on the left side i was up at the very start i don't i never really gave much thought into where i was going to stand at the start i just figured i'd get there no matter what turns out in this case he didn't uh now, jo- Joanna, you 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 were with him before the race, right? Yeah, I was with Karen before the race. We were watching the start line on the TV, and he he had asked. He was like, um, "So I see there's like two sides. Which side do I go on?" Um, and we were all kind of like, "Well, I'm not entirely sure." And we we sort of told him which way each of them go, and he said that he was going to ask somebody at the start which side he should be on. Can Can I jump in here yeah. and answer this question for all of our listeners? Mm-hmm. When you have the choice to run with the flow of traffic or to <laughs> run against the way you're supposed to run, you always salmon every time. Yes. <laughs> so you if, see what's you're, coming at you. if you're running north, then you get in the southbound lane and run the wrong way. <laughs> that's the answer. When I, you're I, dealing with traffic. Yes. I don't know if that's... Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's just like if you have the opportunity to go the wrong way on a road, you take that you take that opportunity. Oh, just to do it sometimes. Just to do it. Yeah, I, you I, don't I, I, let I that opportunity go. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So <laughs> good advice, sound mm-hmm. advice, docs. <laughs> but for for the purposes of the, what happened here, so you've got the two starts. I'm just trying to noodle this mm-hmm. in my mind. Here. You've got the two starts. It's very confusing. Uh, two starts. Kieran's on one. Mm-hmm. The other guys in the other start. They're apparently w- on the left side. What w- weren't... Wouldn't they have realized, like everybody, like all the the lead, the the top competitors, probably know each other? Wouldn't they realize that they're, you're not in the elite corral? Or Marine Corps is a little different. It it draws a national right. national crowd. A lot of a lot of uh, military runners come from all over the place. You don't really. I mean, there are a few who know each other, but right. for the most part, uh, they 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 don't recognize some some guy with a beard who wasn't Mike Wardian. Right. And he was there, so maybe they, they thought, oh, check, we got yeah. him, so we're all we're all good here. Right. And Kieran was the one who wasn't with the rest of the, the gang. The I mean elites, most right. most of Quote the most the com- most of the competitive group was there. I saw a I saw a video uh, taken by a guy I knew at the right at the start, saw Kieran and the British Royal Navy team. Mm-hmm. Mostly guys in their forties and fifties, not not really mm-hmm. not right. not the peak of their of their competitive uh uh, conditions. So, right. I mean, he was he was ahead of them from the very beginning. Uh, good for him. But yeah. <laughs> but wait. So just to clarify here, so Kieran started on a different side of the road. Right. So was the issue that they all just didn't start together, and Kieran's route was faster, or like what what exactly happened to cause this big separation? There is an off ramp from Route 66 that goes onto the southbound lane of of Route of 110. It's uh. It's about three quarters of a mile into the into the course, and apparently there was no uh, mark, course marking or marshal at the bottom of the ramp. Uh, so, Morkama and Stein both just continued going straight onto the ramp. Uh, I talked to Stein the day after because he wound up in the hospital with heat stroke. Wow. <clears throat> talked to him soon after he got out, and he uh, and you I asked him. I asked, didn't go bother him in the hospital no i i, I did not go to i did not go to <laughs> woodward his, and bernstein would have I, actually woodward did go to uh mm-hmm. bill casey's uh mm-hmm. hospital room uh in, in uh what was that mo- what was that book uh that movie vale. you watched the movie it was the book of veil vale. that was it the right. secret, secret wars of the cia uh not to get off topic. Not to right. get off topic. Right. Mm-hmm. I, so you did talk to Stein, though, right? Yes, I did. I talked yeah. to him on Monday evening. I asked first. I asked him, "How are you doing after he got?" Out? I just in ca- I wanted to make sure he was a reliable <laughs> right. narrator. Right. <laughs> and he said, "I remember everything up until the finish line." Wow. So I trust. I trust yes. his narrative. He he was leading the race with Morkama on the left side, mm-hmm. and they just ran straight ahead. And he he didn't have a GPS watch, sadly. On him, so I couldn't I couldn't track exactly how far they went, but they almost got onto Route 66. A sheriff's deputy had to say, "Hey, you guys can't go any farther. You'll wind up on the interstate." Wow. They Stein said he looked down. They were cl- they actually climbed over the other part of Route 110. He looked down and he could see Kieran below him. Wow. Passing below him and to the left, and they knew they they're in the wrong place. They so got then they around. had to make a 180 degree turn. Yeah. Back. And then get on the right path. They're already, but on the plus, it was downhill. It was downhill, <laughs> but they were also running into thousands of people, uh, thousands of people who passed in front of them on the actual course right. in the say ninety seconds it took for them to wow. get out there, turn around, and come back, and realize they had done something it, wrong. Any wow. idea, um, like, was did this lead pack like separate? So it was only a like any idea how many people went up the ramp or. And and like at, at some point, obviously, 
uh, they didn't turn around and have a thousand people yeah. running up the ramp with Most them. Most people knew it was the it was the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Turner, uh, the first guy I heard about this from, said he'd he'd run this back in maybe two thousand eight, and he he he's like I've I run this before. This didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Most I'd say about ten people followed them, and they turned around a lot sooner. I found uh, mm-hmm. Turner's uh, GPS readings for the for the race. Yeah. It took him about thirty seconds out of the way. You could see him coming up spiraling around and going back onto the course uh so most of the people it was about 10 people who who lost 30 seconds and two guys who lost about 90 Destin seconds probably Stein. yeah okay all right i've got a billion questions here so mm-hmm. um one at a time though <laughs> okay so uh you kind of uncover this uh woodward and bernstein style here mm-hmm. was uh has marine corps um had a statement about this or would you expect Marine Corps to have a statement about this? Well, I, I talked to Rick Nealis on Sunday afternoon okay. and it was news to him because it, again, it was only a few people uh, and the lead vehicles were on the right side of the road uh, on the northbound side. So nobody really saw this yeah. except for the guys who went the wrong way. And by way. no means am I like no, g- no. giving these guys, Rick and, and, and all those no. guys a hard time yeah. at all. I mean, this 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 happens. This happens. This has happened to us. I mean, it could happen. I mean, so I'm also, not but shouldn't stuff. the elites line up behind the lead vehicle? Why didn't they do that? That's a good question. Maybe you, we should get yeah. them on too. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Joanna, remember, you don't ask a question that you don't know the answer <laughs> to. All right. So, uh, what was? Um, I, I'm also very interested in and in the the group who ran the wrong way. Their kind of reaction. How were they emotionally? Was it? You know, I mean, Desta ended up winning. Yeah, but, which is a Herculean effort. Yeah, which is crazy. But how upset were these guys, Stein and Desta? I mean, Desta won. He can't be too upset. Right. And uh, Turner came in second. He, yeah, he, he can't be too upset either. Uh, what about your heat exhaustion, uh, Victor? Stein? Yeah, Stein. Uh, he. He was bummed. He doesn't have a memory, so he's not upset. <laughs> he remembers all of the race. He doesn't remember the a- the afterward part. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, he. He was frustrated. He wasn't sure if he should just stop, if it's even worth trying after they had lost all that time and wow. lost all all that positioning at the beginning. At the beginning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, he's already was he okay? You're you're behind all those people. I agree. Play. I mean, emotionally, that's just so difficult to like think about trying to run the rest of the way when you're already in the hole. It's honestly a nightmare I have a lot, yeah. even though I'm even though my competitive days are waning. <laughs> right. I still dream that I'm going to have a great race and all of a sudden I get lost and that's yeah. it. It never happens in the first mile of the race. Right. Yeah, of a 26-mile race. Well, let me let me ask you a, a different question. Mm-hmm. Not the guys who went the wrong way, which impacted them. Did this affect Kieran's yeah. race? Absolutely. Because yeah. he, if he's running the race 22 miles by himself, usually you have the lead right. pack. It's like Joanna was saying, like the the elites will stay together for, and for share 10, 12 yeah. miles mm-hmm. before anybody even does anything, right? Yeah. yeah usually like 20, I feel like it sometimes and, comes down to a 10K. And I'd yeah. even argue maybe this was worse for – he got the worst end of I th- everything. I th- I th- I'd say so too. Because, because there was had, a couple guys working together to exactly. chase him. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. He, he, he was at a disadvantage the entire time. I mean – Sure, he has that he has that thirty second cushion at the beginning, but he doesn't know how he got it. He doesn't know what's going on. Spent the whole race looking over his shoulder to see what happened. It's not but, a race; it's just a Sunday run. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. You're, you're just out doing a training run by yourself. Yeah, it threw it threw him off his his game because he was planning yeah. on waiting until mile eight to start really charging. Uh, he, you know, he's just on his own. He's he's uh, he's got no he's got no support out there with uh, other people. I mean, pe- you help each other through a marathon, even if yeah. you're competing with each other, right? It's just that that is just so to me, I mean, just emotionally and just, uh, 
trying to like reconcile this in my mind. I feel so bad for all these guys. I feel bad for everybody involved, frankly, because I mean, it's, it was an honest mistake. I can see how it happens. You're not going to blame Marine Corps. It just is a, you know, the the only thing they can do next year is make sure that the elites are all together. Cause I think best case scenario, if all the top three go the wrong way, and then they're all at least working together to try to work their way back. So emotionally, Kieran, we had him on the show last week um, or a couple weeks ago. You know, obviously he was gunning t- to win it and had a good chance to win it. How was he after you after the race? He'd he'd seemed resigned to the fact that I mean he, he he's a realist. He knew what he knew. The race hadn't gone well. I'm not sure. I I really don't know how much he knew about what was going on behind him mm-hmm. because I I didn't know at that time. I'm he hadn't really talked too much with the other guys in the race, so I, I, I don't know how much he's his how much he's processed that. Right? Well, I would say that when Kieran crossed the line, he he looked completely dehydrated. Sure. He looked yeah. pale, he looked green. Um but in true Kieran fashion, like you could tell he was disappointed. Yeah. But then he you know, he sat down, he had some water, and then He's he's like joking around with Charlie a little bit, like like a just yeah. like a true class act. Like obviously he was disappointed in his race, but he wasn't like you know throwing a shoe in the river and like quitting but running. Could, the river's I mean, a, he, a river's pretty far away from the finish line. Could, you have to make an effort. Uh, somebody there. else might have done he this could, in the past. But, Charlie. But, yeah. I threw a medal in a river, so he could have. I mean. This race could have turned out differently for him. No, I mean, if I, absolutely. And I'm sure that Kieran realizes that too. But it's like you can't dwell on that. Like what happened is what happened, and it's un- it's definitely unfortunate. He ran 22 miles by himself. Understood. And and like I saw him at the end. His he was hurting the last few miles. Sure. I mean, he hit a wall. But Farley, you're 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 getting upset. You need to look at the 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 silver lining to this. Kieran was your pick to win the race, <laughs> and now. Uh, you have a narrative where we're not blaming you for jinxing him. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. But in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I just have a hard time with, you know how much these guys put into this race. Yeah. Oh, I know how much Kieran put in. And I, you know I, I was with him during a lot of his 28-mile running. And he had, these ago. guys have opportunities to run other races. And again, I'm not blaming Marine Corps, but this is just a really crappy situation it is i I can't think of a worse like for a runner who's running competitively you get one shot at these marathons Mm -hmm. every six months or you know if 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 you can run like wardian maybe every other day but (laughs) but most of us have one shot every six months to a year to run a marathon and this is what you get and you get bad weather do we have the rights to that eminem song which one? Eight you mile? Only, it, you yeah. got one shot. Lose yourself, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Lose yourself. I, I just, you know, I, I would. This would be really good as a background to your, I just, to your inspiring I wouldn't be speech. As, I just wouldn't be as composed as these guys. And, and props to them for, 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 for being that composed. But you put a lot into this thing. I have for, seen you when somebody throws control. an interception. <laughs> I can't imagine how you would respond if this was impacting your but, own situation. But also, I, I agree, it's not necessarily anybody's fault, but I think this is an important lesson learned for the race. I know right. it's the people's marathon and the elites are not always at the forefront of their thoughts, but I think that there does need to be somebody who is making sure the elites are starting yeah, together I, on the same side of the road behind the lead vehicle. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I, I will... I'm not going to give such an easy pass. Shouldn't all those exits, they should be blocked off or, well, or it should yeah. be marked, you know? That's the thing. I When I when I talked to Nilas on Sunday, he hadn't heard anything about runners going the wrong way, but he had heard that a, a hand crank cyclist had had, had to be rerouted by, by a, a police officer. 
I'm not sure. He wasn't sure what side that was on. But yeah. there were very well, that very well might have been the course marshal who was in charge of keeping him off the off the ramp. And those hand cycles and cranks go before the yeah they start they oh, start so a few the, minutes. So before. the guy who should have been there was was uh, might have been helping somebody uh, else dealing yeah. with yeah that situation. That's, but there's that, not that cones. Is, there were cones. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I mean, props to those yeah. guys for handling it maturely like that. I, I think the most likely situation was that the marshal was helping somebody else yeah. and yeah. just didn't get back in time. Okay. I, and, you know, okay, then that's an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other lesson learned is is be ready for anything on race day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and this gives everybody one more scenario to play in their head the night before. <laughs> right. So this is just like a unique situation. So people shouldn't be... No. Losing sleep over this. No. Yeah. This actually happened what? at the Venice Marathon at the like this weekend as well. Yeah. All of the elites, but they actually followed the 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 vehicles. Hold the on. vehicles went the wrong way. Wait. Something must be going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What wait so wait, excuse what happened? So the Venice Marathon Venice a, is in Italy. It's a pretty it's a pretty <laughs> which big Which is ma- in Europe. It's a pretty big marathon. <laughs> Joanna's favorite country. That's what a pretty big marathon. So what yeah. what happened there? The even the, the vehicles that like all of the elites went the wrong way. At some point, and I don't know I don't know the whole story as to what it was, but they actually have overhead video of it where these guys are running down this this road. And all of a sudden they start, you know, they stop and they turn around and they start uh, heading back. And some local runner won the whole race because all the elites went the wrong way. This this happened like at the same time. I I can't believe this. I mean, this never happens. It it never happens. And they come in threes. So what's the next major (laughs) marathon? Actually, it happened to me at the Charlottesville Fall Classic Half Marathon 2012. Wow. I followed the cop. He took me off the course and he said, oh, you're not supposed to follow me. I said, where am I supposed to go? (laughs) Right. All right, so there's the threes. Wow, uh, it, they, delayed it by was five a, years. Yeah, big, big delay. <laughs> I, I am, I am looking at this video now. We'll, we will post the video online uh, at Pace the Nation. We'll tweet out the video of the Venice Marathon too. That is unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. that that. Uh, I, and and if you look at what's going on at the Milwaukee Marathon as well, like isn't it the Milwaukee Marathon this year was half a mile too long, and right. last year it was too short, or mm-hmm. the, or vice versa? Uh, but this is two years in a row where they got the measurement wrong. Yeah. I think people who are putting on these marathons just getting lazy. 2017, people not going through the the, the full effort. And everybody has a GPS these days. You can't. uh, Well, don't get me started on everybody saying my GPS Uh, is over in this. I agree. All right. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, also mention that Sarah Bishop uh, was our woman's champion. Um, Tell us a little about her. I know you wrote wrote a story about her as well. So Sarah's training for the uh, Calhoun National Marathon. It's, yeah. it's going to be in December. It's the U.S. Marathon Championships. Mm-hmm. She's hoping to run uh, under 245 to get the Olympic trials standard. What'd and she run in this race? Yeah. She ran two 245.06. Almost got it. Yes. Wow. Almost got it on a, on a bit of a whim. She, yeah. She was planning on doing a 22-mile tw- uh, workout and uh, decided might as well try it during the marathon. She, yeah. Uh, she was fourth last year after what she said was a pretty lackluster month of training beforehand. But uh, so she kind of wanted to come back and race it hard, and she signed up uh, about nine days before and giving her the giving herself the option to keep going if the race was going well. And about ten miles in, she knew this is going to be her day, so she wow you know ran the. I mean, she broke away at mile eleven from uh, Megan Curran, who was uh, who won la- won in two thousand fourteen and was second last year. 
and just ran the second half of the race just totally confident she'd win. The only question was whether or not she'd make the uh, make the time. Get the standard wow. yeah. and uh, on a cooler day. Yeah. Uh, well, she'll knock it. I mean, she'll kill it at Callan. And oh yeah, and, and the and she she hasn't she had not uh, tapered or backed off from her workouts it's crazy. or anything. This yeah, it, it's it's uh, so frustrating. I mean, good for her, but so frustrating that somebody wins the race and wasn't even taking it seriously. Yeah. She, oh, I just thought yeah. I'd go out in my long run, and, uh, and run then they gave me this big trophy. Right. Yeah. She ran a pretty solid race at the Navy Air Force Half Marathon last month when it was ungodly humid Yeah. and managed to stay pretty composed during that that miserable day. So mm-hmm. she's she, obviously in great shape. She's she the anti-Joanna. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And she ran well in you the heat. You don't like the heat. I yeah. know. Yeah. Very well in the heat. She and she ran one nineteen for a half marathon two weeks ago in uh, San Jose, and then yep, did an insane workout the previous weekend. But she just doesn't really. She has. She had not rested or recovered that much before mm-hmm. this, so it, that makes it even more. Amazing. No, she she it's ran remarkable. a she ran a heck of a race. Um, but it, so she's still going to go out to California oh, yeah. to try to get the the trials. And this is this only in like. Like a month and a half. Five right. weeks. Five yeah. point, yeah. It's less than a month and a half. Yeah. It's one week less than a month and a half. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, she's impressive. Four kids. Uh, local. Where is she from? Fairfax. Fairfax. Well, she's awesome. from Alaska, I think. But yeah. she, she's up there, but she, she lives in she Fairfax, lives in Fairfax now. Fairfax. Wow. Well, that, explain, that explains why she's so acclimated to the heat. Growing <laughs> 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 up in Alaska. It, it makes no sense at all, actually. It doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, finally, Charlie, uh, great work recently on Run Washington. In addition to um, to uh, the, the stuff we've talked about, the articles, you, 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 you know, cranked out like three articles on the marathon, which are all fantastic. Uh, one of those articles made the front page of Let's Run. I teased that on uh, the, the intro. Uh, we said we made some mainstream media uh, running site, and it was letsrun.com. Pace the Nation and Charlie both. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Charlie made it twice Dick, because Dick, Dixon Dixon wrote. Yeah. Dixon did all the work on that. On thing. The, on he, the, on, he, he deserves the on the Pace the Nation uh, uh, shout out. Uh, that was Dixon's uh, interview with Daryl General, where Joanna Dixon and I sat down with Daryl. That made the front page of Let's Run. We're Sorry, very proud of that. I know. Yeah, it's every time like something big happens, I'm <laughs> I'm like in the other room, like wait, what guys, what's going on? Or maybe but, you're behind the scenes making it happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or that, mm-hmm. and then also uh, your article uh, made uh, the front page of Let's Run, uh, talking about uh, what we just talked Destiny. about here. So, so very cool stuff. Uh, what's up next for uh, Run Washington? Uh, more high school stuff. Yeah, this uh, it's mainly high school stuff yeah. from now on. We've got uh, we've got this uh, DC state meet is not this weekend, but I, I guess I guess you guys will be hearing it on uh, on the uh, the thirtieth. So yep. it'll be this Saturday at uh, Kenilworth yep. Park uh, in the early afternoon. Uh, it's been there for this will be the second year. It's been it used to be at uh, Fort Dupont Park. This course is a little bit better for uh, spectators and faster times. Mm-hmm. Then the next weekend. Uh, is uh, the Virginia State Meet on Friday and the Maryland State Meet on Saturday. So so make sure you check that out. Where's yeah. where the Virginia State Meet these days? The Plains. In the Plains, okay. And, and the new newest run Washington is out and a Pacers running location near you. Uh, the magazine's out. Uh, so, so other high school stuff too, Montgomery County. Yeah, they just had their county championships on Saturday up at uh, Borer Park in Gaithersburg. Yep, saw that article it in there. It was a hell of a boys race. Right. Usually... It breaks apart maybe a mile in, two miles in. This year, I was at the little after the two mile mark. There were nine guys all running together. Wow. It was the biggest pack I've ever seen that late that late in the race. 
and they all ended up going under fifteen under sixteen minutes. And I I, I believe uh, Kevin Milstead of Moco Running put the stats together. Before that race, there hadn't been, there had only been nine guys who had gone under sixteen for that course. So to wow. double that in one race, uh, Adam Nakasaka from BCC, but that's a Chevy Chase. He made a break for it midway through the second mile and really got the guys going after him. Uh, Ryan Lockett from Poolsville ended up winning it. Uh, he's going to be a, a who Ryan next Lock- year. Ryan Lockett, where is he going next he's year? He's going there to UVA go. next yep. year, yep. as is uh, your yep. Ed McConan from yep. uh, Edison. Yep. Uh, so they're already building a pretty good uh, pretty good class 2000. Well, 2000, whatever 2020. that is. Yeah. 2020, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, 2022. No, 22. She's... Uh, yeah, so it was a really good race. Uh, nine guys under under fifteen under sixteen minutes. Just a lot of fun to watch. And uh, Walt Whitman ended up winning the team race. Uh, girl on the girls' side, uh, Abby Green won her third straight title. Uh, her Walter Johnson team won its fourth straight. Wow! And uh, they're they're all going to be going to the regional meet this weekend, and then states the weekend after. Well, great coverage of that race on runwashington.com as well. So recently, I saw you on Strava. You can if you stalk them on Strava, you ran a. It's very fast 20 milers so you must be preparing for a marathon no i, I actually don't have any races May, the closest thing is maybe the pittsburgh 10 so miler. you go out and run 20 miles without a marathon if without the, something on the if, schedule if, yeah. the, if the weather's if the weather allows it i go for it wow this guy, I, I i go through wait, so many days in the summer suffering not be able to run <laughs> right. 10 miles when i can do more than 10 miles and i can do 20 miles i take it yeah well it was a very fast run you can I follow did. him uh charlie ban on strava good follow on strava you post good pictures and, and we have a we have a post. Run Washington Strava group also if you yeah. want to join. I've, yeah. I haven't done much with it, but want to try to make it into an actual community of some sort. I like it. Yeah, he does post good pictures. I didn't know you could post pictures in yeah. Strava. I also don't go on Strava. My watch automatically syncs to Strava. That's my mm. participation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, I'm just totally missing out on everything. Yeah, you should see beautiful pictures by Charlie Band. All right. Well, all that stuff is on Run Washington right now. You got tons of pictures from the race. You got high school coverage. You got that great article about uh, the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, Good stuff, man. Appreciate you joining us. And I did, Charlie, before you came on, I mentioned you were a fill-in guest. I take it all back. This was excellent. Good stuff. You weren't a fill-in. This is is just not, not a filler guest. This is some real meat. There was breaking news. Yeah, there was. So, but the next time we have you on, it will be as a as a filler. (laughs) Good. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's Charlie Band, editor in chief of Run Washington. Join us here on Pace Nation. Thanks very much, Charlie. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Charlie Band, editor in chief, Run Washington. This is Pace Nation. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to uh, Charlie Band for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Uh, very interesting recap of what went down at uh, Marine Corps. Uh, I think maybe in the future we might have uh, one of the representatives from Marine Corps to talk about the marathon and other things, but we might ask him about uh, that uh, course mishap. Is it going to be a trap interview? <laughs> no. We'll bring no, him in. Our, first, our first gotcha interview? <laughs> no, yeah. no, we're not going to. I'll prep him. Uh, we've got him scheduled. Uh, one of the one of the uh, administrators of the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, so, also this past weekend, uh, the Baltimore Marathon happened. Uh, I mentioned that um, that in in the intro uh, segment of our show today, uh, the winner of the race uh, was a guy named 
Jordan Trump, and he um, ran 230. He's a guy who uh, I think he's in the Navy. Uh, or in the so Navy. weird that Marine Corps Marathon weekend, he somebody who runs for <laughs> Navy would not run the MCM. Yeah, it, it was, was a Baltimore. weird. It was a weird. I think they live in Baltimore. So uh, what? Yeah, his his fiance. Uh, fiance, fiance lives and lives in Baltimore. And I think she works for Under Armour, and they maybe sponsor. Anyways, the whole story was about him and this this uh, fiance who he just got engaged and all this other stuff. And it goes on and on and on and talks about the story. Meanwhile, uh, Sylvia Barrage of Rockville, uh, she's the winner of the women's race, and she just gets a footnote. She runs 258.36 on that day. was a very fast time in the heat. And I was tipped off to this by uh, a, f- a friend of ours, um, Mike Holden. He sent me this. And he was like, yeah. I know this, this professor. She's a French, French professor uh, at uh, McDaniel. And he knows her. And he's like, I was interested to hear about her race and her side of the story and all this stuff. Just a blip. In right. one sentence, where the, the the rest of the article goes on and on about uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 men's winner, uh, Joanna is the one female here in the room. How do you feel about that? Don't even get me started. We don't have <laughs> enough time for this. Okay, all right. Wait, how come she's the only one that can comment on it? Okay, I, I find that to be sexist as well. Okay, I find that to be as sexist as this article from the Baltimore Sun. <laughs> all right, Docs has a point. Yeah. yeah. All right, Docs, you have a comment on it. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's it's shameful, and yeah. the Baltimore Sun needs to issue an apology. Yeah. And we will give them the a voice on this show to issue that apology. So we are just kidding. I just feel well. I just feel like it's poor journalism. Yeah. Like I. I I get that an engagement is like a story that that might resonate with uh, readers, but then find the story right. in the women's race as well. Yeah, that's or, your job. Or make that a different article. To- totally. And, and have a race recap where you talk about the winners of both races. Well, I'll tell you, Charlie did a good job of of recounting what happened in the men's race and the going the wrong way and all that stuff on on Run Washington. But also, he did a whole other story. He has, a, he has a whole entire article about, about the women's race. The women's race. It's right. funny because I, I read his article about the men's race. Mm-hmm. And that, like, he in, at the top of that article, because he, he sent out a link talking about that, and I clicked on it, and... It said, and Sarah Bishop won the women's race. And I read the whole thing. When I got to the bottom of Charlie's thing, I was like, I cannot believe that he's not even talking about Sarah Bishop. And I scrolled back up just to make sure I saw that and then saw it was a hyperlink to, to the other article. And then there was a whole article there. So I almost had the same reaction. <laughs> to Charlie. <laughs> yes, I did. Like this, I'm not making that up. Like I, That's actually what, was, what I thought. And then I read the whole Sarah Bishop story and I was like, good on Charlie. He's fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. So uh, stupid. So, Docs, uh, yeah. where are they now? You saw Brian Fetzer this uh, past weekend. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a, a terrible segment because I talked to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is he? He's in Charlottesville. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. I don't really have an update. <laughs> okay. This is status quo. He okay. knows, but I did. he does know that uh, I'm on this show, which, okay. which I think is a step up. Because he go. was not here uh, last time, but I did talk to him about the podcast and told him we should have him back. Okay, good. Uh, but... I have another, uh, since we were talking about good journalism, and I think earlier we referenced um, our pursuit for the truth on this show. Mm -hmm. I have probably the best uh, discovery in Pace the Nation history. When I was down in, well, I don't want to tell you where they live, but I was down watching one of my nieces play soccer, 
and I found the best dog owner on the planet. It's a little girl. She's probably not even 10 years old, and she was walking her dog behind me, and she goes, do you want to go smell the trash? (laughs) How great is that dog owner? I mean, very in tune with the dog. Yeah, that's very nice to let the dog smell the trash. Yeah, it was her idea. That's good. I would like to put out there that Luigi does not like to smell trash. London does. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely does. I thought it was a very, very considerate question from the greatest dog owner on the planet. So now everybody out there is just trying to get second place. That's the standard. Mm -hmm. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square in Princeton. Um, Also, we do have the sweatshirts for sale still. They're going fast, guys. So if you want a sweatshirt, yeah. uh, go to runpacers.com backslash shop and find uh, the, the picture of the sweatshirt. Uh, you can buy that still online. Uh, so go there today. So we've promised when we get 500 followers on Facebook, mm-hmm. we will do a Facebook Live event. Mm-hmm. We're up to 78. So come on, people. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, people. Wow. Uh, what do we need to do? We've told you to tell your friends uh, tell your family, maybe, tell your friends, get yeah. us some likes on Facebook. Maybe maybe we're offering the wrong incentive. Yeah. So so if you're not a Facebook follower, tell us what will it take <laughs> right. for you to be a Facebook follower. All right. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Tweet us at Pace Nation. But I don't want to just reward the people that are not following us. So if you are a Facebook follower, tell us what you want us to do for you getting in there fast and early and being, you know. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. All right. Or it, post it on Facebook, guy. <laughs> do, it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Give us five star ranking. Come on. We're not too proud to beg for this. All right. <laughs> Finally, uh, Joanna, one of one of the coolest unique races of the year happened last night. Yes, the high heel race, the seventeenth yeah. annual high heel race in DC happened last night. Um, the winner was named Sue Positori. Sue Positori. Wow, pretty yeah. good name. Yeah, uh, mm. it was a it was a pretty good race. Yeah. Um, she came from a little bit of uh, behind, and it's it, the race is about a hundred me- maybe. Mm, I think it's maybe like a little more than two hundred meters. Okay, yeah, and it's basically just uh, it's on Seventeenth Street in DC. I think they start around uh, R Street and mm-hmm. then they run to Q, or they run to P. That's right, they run to P. So they start at R and then they run to P. Yep, and Pacers Running is the official timer of the race. That's right. So we want to make sure that they get their their times. Um, and these athletes are getting after it. I mean, they are running. I mean, they're running, and they're not one-inch heels. These are like these are two heels. to three-inch heels. Yeah. I, I didn't see – I saw pictures of the – I didn't see one one-inch heel out there. So How do you know that there's such a thing as one-inch heels? <laughs> they're called kitten heels. Yeah, so well, – I'm sure that that exists. I don't understand how this guy knows that. <laughs> so – the, the the results, of course, are on runwashington.com uh, and look at the results page. You can see all and the stuff. And if you haven't been races. to a high heel race, you should definitely put it on your calendar for next year. Yeah. It's it, probably my favorite race to work at. How many heats do they have? Just one. Just so one. it is one madness. Mad dash. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. madness. Yeah. Um, but before the actual race is the struts. So um, <laughs> you have all of the contestants just walking up and down. It's really awesome. Yeah. You got to do that for a race that's under a minute. You got to like stretch it out. Yeah. (laughs) 
So the top competitors were all uh, way under a minute. So very, very impressive. I don't care. I mean, uh, under a minute for 200 meters uh, with regular shoes on, with running shoes on. I'd take that. Is it possible to train in high heels? Like I you, think they do. You know how you go to a, a basketball court and they, they have very strict rules about right. what shoes you can wear? <laughs> I imagine a lot of tracks out there are like right. no high heels on this track. I don't know if they do that because there's probably not many people who are actually going to come out there. So do you think these these people are like going out there with uh, with their high heels on and doing intervals and stuff? Well, from what I understand, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know this, uh, that when you wear heels, it's easiest to walk in heels if you stand on your toes. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the past winners have said that it's easy because it's like running in spikes where you're right, going to stay so on your, on your toes. toes. Yeah. Okay. So as long as you don't try to put your heel down, it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. you're on your toe. All right. Mm-hmm. So you just, you just made, and this wasn't that impressive. Okay. It's go. still very impressive. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. Very cool race that uh, happens every year in uh, DuPont Circle slash uh, 17th Street. All right. Episode 128 in the books. Thanks well, too. you say that, but there's still an awful lot of work for me to do. <laughs> That's true. Good point. I'm glad you're done <laughs> with one. Yeah, our part's yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Great job. Uh, thanks to our guest, uh, Charlie Ban. Uh, preemptively docs. Great job editing the show. <laughs> I know there is a lot of work to do. Thank you, Joanna. Hey, listeners, follow us on Facebook. Give us a like. Let people know about our show through Facebook. We're doing... Uh, a lot of updates there. Really great way to follow the show. 500 followers. We will do a Facebook Live event. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks to Kathy Dalby, our executive producer. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. Can you name this drum solo? Moby Dick. <laughs> no, that's a big drum solo. Uh, in the air tonight? No. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Bob O'Reilly. What? Where, where in the song is it? The who? Uh, don't cry. Don't raise your eyes. So like one one thirty in or so. It's only who knows that? teenage it's a great song. wasteland. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I, I get it. Yeah, he's he's I tracking it with you now. All right. Oh man. All right, here we go.
I'll go back to <laughs> talking about. But the, we're uh, building up this whole yeah, mystery yeah, yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. time, <coughs> and not saying I what jumped, happened. I, jumped, I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. how we want to. I jumped. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Let's, so we were back to. Uh, you, you said. Uh, the, this the is the closest we get to a writer's room. This woman just walked by with yeah. a bowl. Yeah, and, I, and I, I wanted to see what was in there too. <laughs> it was not candy. I, I thought for sure that she was going to like some Halloween party, but 